You are listening to episode number 27 of Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast. Why math fluency is important and how to do it with your kids. Do you think that math fluency is all about rote memorization and not allowing students to truly learn math skills? I am going to challenge that in today's episode. here listening to Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast today. I'm your host, Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher turned homeschool mom. Whether you are a teacher or a homeschool parent, my goal at Wife, Teacher, Mommy is to provide you with both teaching ideas and mindset tools to help you live your absolute best teacher life. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now let's go. Hey, my friend, I hope you're having a fabulous day so far. So today is going to be a shorter episode. I'm going to try to keep the content to 15 minutes, as I know some of you love the short episodes and I haven't done one for a while. So today I have just a few quick tips to help with math fluency, specifically computational math fluency and why it is so important. And also why I don't believe that we need to do away with it to teach higher level math skills. In fact, while this episode today focuses on the fluency part, I think that teaching higher level math skills and math fluency together is what will set students up for success in math all throughout their lives. So yes, we want both of them. So let me start with this caveat. I believe first we should teach the concepts behind the skills, teach it conceptually and hands-on so they have a full understanding. We do not want to skip this step go right to memorization because then they won't understand the reasoning behind the math. And then there will be problems along the way as well. Either way, if you only do one or the other, there will be potential problems. So when we're teaching the concepts, this is when we want to be modeling for students using hands-on manipulatives and having students show their work behind their math. Doing this is absolutely essential. And I think that kids should definitely understand the why behind math. And this means that we want to focus on accuracy rather than speed at this point while we're teaching the concepts. So that was really a quick explanation of the teaching the concepts of the skills, because again, that's not the content of today's episode. But I just wanted to take a moment to reiterate that all of those things are crucial and necessary. Math fluency is not a replacement for teaching higher level math concepts and skills. But once we've taught the concepts, though, it's simply a fact that when you are able to quickly and easily recall the answers to math problems, it will make your life a heck of a lot easier when you get into more challenging math. And even in real life situations, like when we're shopping at the grocery store and need to calculate which one is the better deal or whatnot. So when students are able to quickly recall information to simple math problems, it reduces the cognitive load on their brains when they are doing more complicated problems because they don't have to spend the time trying to figure out just the basic computations that would be slowing them down. 
If they're having to solve every part of a problem when they get to more complicated math in middle and high school, it is going to be much more difficult for them. So if we can help them out while they're in elementary school to learn how to be able to quickly recall those math facts, they're going to be one step ahead. So doing math fluency even helps kids develop their number sense. They'll understand relationships between numbers, such as knowing their fact families, like 4 plus 3 equals 7, 3 plus 4 equals 7, 7 minus 3 equals 4, 7 minus 4 equals 3. Learning the math fluency helps them to be able to recall those more quickly. It will aid them in understanding using 10 as a base when they're doing math. And honestly, when I was doing my elementary ed math classes and we had to do math problems in bases other than 10, I don't know if this is in every elementary ed math class, but it was for us. And it was kind of mind-blowing learning how much the math fluency that I learned to understand the base of 10 helped me so much. And while it gave me a great understanding on how to teach the concepts, you know, again, we want them to know the why behind it. That is also important. But it shows how much knowing those math facts and helping me recall the information made the math so much easier. Again, while no means I think teaching memorization is the only way we should teach math, I believe that practicing computational math fluency in addition to teaching conceptual skills will greatly benefit the kids we teach all throughout their lives. A way I think about it, too, is it's like learning another language. So, for example, if you are a native English speaker only like me and you want to learn Spanish to travel and you want to learn the rules of the language and how to conjugate, etc. But then you also want to learn on knowing and learning individual words that you'll use the most in that language to make things easier for you as you get out there. So doing both together helps you form a greater understanding of a language. And in this case, that is the language of math. So now that we've talked about the why, let's get into the how. So one way to do this is by using math fluency pages. And you're probably familiar with these. So these are pages full of math problems. They may be grade level specific and like different types of operations, or it may be like one operation or it may even be specifically plus one, plus two, plus three, and they're working on those. It's really easy to find these. You can find tons on Amazon or Lakeshore and teachers pay teachers. In fact, we have some too that have awesome feedback. And some math fluency pages may have a high point problem on the pages. A lot of programs like Acadiance will have this on their fluency testing. So with the high point problem, it's a bit higher level and students might gain points for doing it, but they don't lose any points for not doing it. It's just kind of a way to differentiate and evaluate, honestly. So ours do include those. So then once you have chosen your math fluency resources, you can find a timer. I generally recommend doing like one minute that's easy to compute how many per minute, or you can give them two minutes if you'd like, depends on how much time you have, how you want to do it. Set a timer. And have the students do the math problems. And remember, you want them to do them as quickly as they can while maintaining accuracy. So any of them that they get incorrectly will not count. So make sure they know that too. It's not just about speeding through, but it's about speeding through and getting them correct. And one thing you can do to make this a little more fun for your students is to go on YouTube or Google and search for fun timers. So there's one that's even like a baby Yoda timer. I mean, that one's five minutes, so it might be a little bit long for math fluency, but a few that have shorter timers, there's a monkeys, there's volcanoes, fun music, or there's one with a dog. And depending on when you search it up, you might find different results. But if you can find something fun that your kids will be excited about, you can even switch up the timer. They'll definitely really enjoy that, and it will make it kind of something they look forward to a little bit more and maybe take off a little bit of the edge of the stress of it being timed. 
I hope for my team to put together a list of fun math timers for you as well. And when we do, we'll be sure to go back and link in the show notes in case you're listening to this a while after this episode is live. Maybe that will be available. But as of right now, we do not have that yet. I would recommend searching YouTube or Google, though, because you'll find the most up-to-date ones. If we put together a list, like sometimes links will expire anyway. So you can probably easily find one that relates to what your students are excited about or your own children at home. Okay, so another thing you can do if the timer is causing a lot of stress or if that's honestly just something you don't want to do, personal preference, you can lower the pressure by not using a timer, but focusing on the improvement of the skills and the kids if they're able to finish the page and just, you know, the allotted time, but without a timer. Either way, whether you use a timer or not, I recommend having the kids track their progress because we want them to compare themselves only to themselves, not to the other students around them. And I actually remember when I was a young child in second grade and we did the math fluency, like I'm sure a lot of us did, but I was so competitive and I was a very smart child and I wanted to always finish it. And there was one time that I didn't. And I remember the timer went off and I was like hurrying and trying to finish some. And then another girl went and tattled on me that I was doing that because it was just such a competitive atmosphere. And I think making sure that students know that it shouldn't be competitive. If they're competing, it should only be against themselves. So remind your students of the gap and the gain. This is a concept from a book. It's by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. And I did a session about this at Educate and Rejuvenate, our summer conference that we did earlier this year. And I also mentioned it on the podcast in episode 16. I plan on doing another episode about this concept and diving in a little deeper. But basically, the gist of it is you want to compare yourself to now from where you were. So look at the gain, how far you come, rather than now versus where you want to be. That is the gap. We want to always look at the gain and see, wow, look how far I've come. And now from here, I know I can only improve from there. And so you know you want to improve, but you know that you can because you've done it. You've improved before looking at that gain. So looking at it from that perspective and the students as they see their progress throughout the year with their math fluency, and really this goes for anything, it will help them to feel more confident in their own abilities and even take the pressure off. Like if they're feeling a little bit of pressure at the beginning of the year, but as they realize, oh, it's not a competition. It's just me doing the best I can and me seeing my own gains, my own progress, and I am doing an amazing job. Okay, so another way that you can practice math fluency is by using online games or apps. And there are a lot of these out there, but as I was Googling, there were so many broken links. So I'm not going to name any specific ones because I know even if I found ones that didn't have broken links, they might become broken by the time you are listening to this episode or looking at the show notes. So I would recommend Googling or going to the app store in whatever program you use, whether it's Apple or Google, and finding some online games if that's what you're wanting to do. And we also have digital versions of our math fluency passages. If you want something more traditional and more accessible without ads or anything, they can be used digitally. So we have digital versions. So be sure to check those out there in the show notes. Okay, so the things I've named so far are like traditional math fluency practice. But students can also develop their math fluency in other ways too. So here's an example. We just created some really fun I Spy resources. And these are so fun. And if you're listening right now, August of 2022 or anytime throughout the year, basically, we have a growing bundle going on. So if you're not yet a member of the club and you want to try our resources, you're not ready to commit to the club, that's totally fine. We have a growing bundle for you. So you can check that out, get in on early bird pricing on that. So with those, 
students will look in the I Spy. There's like different pictures that are monthly themed. So for example, if you're looking at like October for Halloween, there'll be a ghost or a pumpkin or whatever. And it'll be like, how many of these are there? So they look in the I Spy and see how many they can find. So all the grades, no matter what, they get to do this part. And it's so fun. But then based on those numbers, those become like a key or whatever to the math problems that they do, depending on their level. For younger kids, they might just be counting those. That might be their practice. But for older children, they would then be doing addition or missing value or adding and subtracting decimals, multiplying, dividing decimals, whatever level they're at. And that is a way they will practice those math facts in a more fun and engaging way. And while it's not explicitly math fluency, like I do recommend doing some of that explicit math fluency, this is another way to get those math skills, math fact practice in, which will help them become more fluent as they continue to do those problems. Another great way to do this is by playing math games, like math board games, math card games. There are tons of these that I named actually in episode number 11 of Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast, when I was talking about summer review. But in that episode, it was probably more applicable just to parents who homeschool. But in this episode, I really feel like it's applicable to teachers and parents because when you buy these games, you can use them all year long in your classroom or with your own children. So two of the games that I mentioned in that episode are perfect for practicing math fluency. So one of them is called Sums in Space. And then the other one is called Add Sum D. I'm pretty sure that stands for Add Sum Divide. It's a mental math game. Uh, It has addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, and it's differentiated with a star ranking. So I would recommend checking those out on Amazon. They're on our Amazon list. You can find that in the show notes. But also, if you want to just have some games that you can print and use over and over, We have tons of options for you as well. We have some amazing board games that are ready to go. Print them out. They have math facts on it. They have language arts too. You can pick between math and language arts. So our monthly math sub plans at our monthly homeschool lessons include a fun themed game for every month with math facts. And they also include lesson plans for explicitly teaching math skills before they play the game, which as we discussed at the beginning of this episode is important for math fluency. So over time, as kids repeat the same problems or types of math with these games or activities, they will begin to become fluent. So it's more indirect, but it's a great way to build math fluency over time. Okay, so those are some great ways to incorporate math fluency in your classroom or homeschool. Now, I know we have a lot of Wife Teacher Mommy Club members who listen to this podcast. We have over a thousand members, and I know so many of you are listening. So I want to make it as simple as possible for you to just be able to come in and download the resources you need to put the ideas from this episode into action. So first, be sure to check out our 36 weeks of math fluency. This will give you a math fluency page for every single week of the school year. And these are based on grade level skills from the Common Core. And they also include a higher point math problem. So there'll be like one problem that's from the grade above that you will be able to use to assess your students. You can also find math fluency in our home learning packets, our summer learning packets, and our ready-to-go subplans. And we are always adding new resources. We take member feedback into account. So some members have said that they love our 36 weeks of math fluency, but they wanted it without operations being mixed up. They wanted to be able to have like just addition or just subtraction. So we have you covered. We have released sets by individual operations rather than grade level. And in those, you'll even have like plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, and be able to work through those. And then they'll be mixed together at the end. So you can pick which skills you want. You can grab those, download them from the club. We also have those monthly iSpy resources. So if you're a club member, you don't need to grab that growing bundle I mentioned earlier. You can just download them each month as they come out. We also have our monthly sub plans and homeschool lessons, which include lots of great activities. 
And now teachers, don't be fooled by the title of monthly sub plans. Yes, they are ready to go for a sub, but you can also use them anytime during the year. They just have lots of fun activities, games, lessons. You can use them however you'd like. Now, if you're not a member of the club at this time, the links will also take you to these for individual sale. But if you're listening to this episode the week that it airs, you can also do a trial of Wife Teacher Mommy Club for just $1. So during your trial, you'll be able to download up to five resources and explore and really see what the club is all about. So if you've been wondering about the club, be sure to try it out. I will put the link to the trial in the show notes. I hope you found this episode helpful and that it will help you consider why kids benefit from math fluency practice and how you can implement it into your teaching while making it tons of fun. Now, I'm really excited for our next two episodes. I will be interviewing one of my team members, Carol DiMilanta. She is a curriculum designer and honestly just all around amazing team member of Wife Teacher Mommy. And Megan Osborne, she helps with blogging and Instagram, and she's even helped with products. She is amazing too. She's going to be talking about social studies, and Carol will be talking about differentiation to meet every child. So these next two episodes are going to be really fun. So be sure to stay tuned so you don't miss out on these incredible interviews. I can't wait for you to meet a couple of my team members. So we will talk then. Bye-bye. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're ready to take the next step with me, then you are going to love Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Our top-selling resources for pre-K through sixth grades have been used and loved by tens of thousands of teachers. And the club gives you one-click access to all of them to meet the needs of every child you teach while saving tons of time. Plus, you'll have our certified life coach in your back pocket with several monthly workshops and an Ask a Coach portal you can use 24-7. The combo of resources and coaching is our secret sauce to your best teacher life. Think of my team and I as your personal team, doing the lesson planning for you and on the sidelines coaching you and cheering you on as you focus on what you do best impacting the children you teach. Plus, if you're loving this podcast, you'll also have access to our private podcast just for members, where I continue the conversation with all of our guests with members-only bonus episodes. And don't forget the club VIP access to Educate and Rejuvenate, our summer conference, and our private Facebook community full of like-minded educators supporting each other. You do so much for everyone else, so it's time to invest in yourself. Your teacher friends' jaws will drop when they see just how quickly you finish your planning. Not to mention the glow of the happier, more fulfilled you. Head on over to wifeteachermommyclub.com to learn more.